Welcome to Tomorrow's World. There have always been troubling times, but thinking people are concerned. While most of us live in relative peace, there are signs that all is not well. Something is different. We see a social and geopolitical upheaval taking place before our eyes. And we know that if things go wrong, this time around, mankind has unimaginable weapons of destruction at his disposal. Yes, times are changing, and some believe we are living in the biblical last days, that Armageddon is on the horizon. Is it? Today on Tomorrow's World, I'll be giving you 10 signs that indicate Armageddon is not far off. And I'll be offering you a free resource titled Armageddon and Beyond that explains there is good news in the end. Be sure to have writing material available to take down contact information and stay tuned for 10 signs leading to Armageddon. Welcome again to Tomorrow's World. Today I'll be giving 10 signs showing why we know we are living in the days leading to Armageddon. Many of these have been covered before on Tomorrow's World. I'll review those briefly and focus on two that you may not be aware of. Many recognize our world is heading in a bad direction, and they're concerned for their future and that of their children and grandchildren. Will we destroy all life from planet Earth? Let me answer that question right now. The answer is no. All life is not going to be destroyed. The same source that predicts a time of worldwide chaos and destruction also assures us that mankind will survive. But there are challenging times ahead in the short term. We are heading into a time unprecedented, when literally billions will die from global conflicts and natural disasters. Yes, you heard me right, billions with a B. Our world is changing in ominous ways. Something is wrong, and thinking people realize this. The United States is badly divided, and it's difficult to comprehend how the divide can be bridged. No one knows for sure how Brexit will affect the United Kingdom. Europe is equally confused about its future, and far-right-wing parties are gaining strength across the continent, reminiscent of the 1930s that led to World War II. And Turkey is claiming control over a large portion of the Mediterranean. Populations are rising up in Central and South America against corrupt and incompetent governments. What's happening? What conditions does the Bible indicate that will lead to Armageddon? I'll begin with a brief review of points covered in past programs and in our literature. The twelfth chapter of the book of Zechariah makes this prediction. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding peoples when they lay siege against Judah, that's the Jews, and Jerusalem. And it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples, though all nations of the earth are gathered against it. Then in Zechariah 14, it explains further in verses 1 and 2. Behold, the day of the Lord is coming, for I will gather all the nations to battle against Jerusalem. Half of the city shall go into captivity, but the remnant of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Here are three signs we glean from these two passages in Zechariah. Sign number one, Jerusalem will be a troubled spot in the world. Zechariah refers to it as a very heavy stone. Sign number two, 
the Jews will occupy the Holy Land and be at the heart of this trouble. Remember the Jews were banned from Jerusalem in 135 A.D. and had no control over the city until 1948. These prophecies are for our time. Today Jews are in Jerusalem, and it is a very heavy stone. We see further sign number three, all nations will be gathered together against the divided city of Jerusalem. The tiny state of Israel is not only surrounded by enemy states, but is despised by much of the world as an illegitimate nation. Consider the never-ending stream of United Nations resolutions condemning Israel. The nation has few friends. And again, as we read in Zechariah 14, at the time of the day of the Lord, that is, the time when God intervenes at the end of the age, half of the city will go into captivity. Why? Because it is a divided city with only half seen as the enemy of the world. We have shown numerous times on this program that Daniel 12 and verse 4 give two unmistakable signs that these are the days leading to Armageddon. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Never before has there been a time where people can move about so freely as today. Consider this statement from the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration. Every day, the FAA's air traffic organization provides service to more than 44,000 flights and 2.7 million airline passengers. And that's only in the United States for a single day. Then consider the automobile that we so much take for granted. This massive back and forth movement of peoples is a result of an incredible knowledge explosion. So sign number four is travel on a scale never before imagined. And sign number five, the greatest knowledge explosion in history. These two signs are so obvious that they are impossible to ignore. However, there are others. The ninth chapter of Revelation in verses 14 to 16 tell of an army of 200 million coming from the east of the Euphrates River. The estimated population of the world when the book of Revelation was written was only 300 million, and it stayed that way for the better part of a thousand years. Only in the last 200 years have we seen population growth spiking. And where on earth is the majority of that population? Altogether, Southeast Asian nations, including China, India, Indonesia, Korea, Pakistan, and Japan, make up more than half the world population. An army the size described in Revelation could only come from Asia, and that is exactly what it predicts. So, sign number six, a population explosion, especially in Asia. Longtime viewers of this program are familiar with these six signs. In the remainder of this program, I'll give you four more showing why we know we are living in the days leading to Armageddon. But first, I want to offer you our free resource, Armageddon and Beyond. This informative booklet explains where our world is heading. It speaks of economic and natural disasters ahead, but also gives the most wonderful news possible, and it can be yours free of charge. All you have to do to receive it is to pick up the phone and call our toll-free number, or go to our website and let us know you want today's free offer. It's that simple. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. So call now for your free copy of 
Armageddon, and beyond. And I'll be right back with four more signs showing why we know Armageddon is just around the corner. Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Call now. 1-800-236-0531. Call toll-free now or write to us at the address on your screen or visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Then be sure to go to tomorrowsworld.org forward slash digital. Have a digital subscription sent right to your email inbox faster than postal mail. Visit us online now. Today I'm giving 10 signs leading to Armageddon. Before the break, I briefly reviewed six of them. Now for the next four. Our seventh sign is found in the book of Revelation, where it describes two servants of God that will be killed just before Christ returns. Notice in chapter 11 and verse 9 how the whole world will see their dead bodies in Jerusalem over a period of three and a half days. Then those from the peoples, tribes, tongues, and nations will see their dead bodies three and a half days and not allow their dead bodies to be put into graves. Consider what it takes to make this possible. Smoke signals and the Pony Express just won't do it. Consider what did not exist when this was written. That knowledge explosion that Daniel referred to, such as electricity, understanding radio waves, missiles to place sophisticated communication satellites in Earth orbit, computers, smartphones, and so much more. For the world to see their dead bodies over a period of three and a half days, the Bible anticipated sign number seven, instantaneous worldwide communications. The next sign has also been covered here on Tomorrow's World. However, it is so chilling that it's impossible to neglect. Most believers in Jesus understand that he came to pay the death penalty for sinners, and that's true. But how many understand that he also foretold future events? When asked, what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age, Jesus responded in Matthew 24, verses 21 and 22, for then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. The fact that this is only possible in very recent times should give us pause to consider. We will come to the brink, and only God's intervention will prevent self-inflicted human annihilation. But Jesus gives us good news when he adds these reassuring words, but for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Thank God he will intervene to stop our insanity. So sign number eight, all flesh can be wiped off the face of the earth. These eight signs have been covered in past Tomorrow's World programs and in our literature, but now we come to a sign that we have not emphasized as much. Sign number nine, truth has fallen in the streets. We are living in interesting times. Students and faculties on university campuses call for diversity, 
yet enforce thought conformity. They speak of your truth versus their truth, as though truth is fluid. This is an amazing thing. This is especially so in the United States where freedom of speech was once considered a sacred right and enshrined in the First Amendment to the Constitution. Today, most who espouse a view not in conformity to leftist totalitarian doctrine are denied campus access, shouted down, loudly condemned, and a riot is not out of the question. And sadly, the mainstream media no longer disguises their leftist bias, but promotes these ideologies. It's the rare individual who is brave enough to stand up to these bullies who care little for truth, justice, or fairness. They eagerly speak evil of anything associated with Christianity, the Bible, or God, but defend every view contrary to traditional biblical morality. Christianity is fair game. Other ideologies are sacred. No one dare say anything against them. The prophet Isaiah, in the 59th chapter of the book by his name, describes our dishonest world and the injustice that stems from it. Notice verses 4 and 5. No one calls for justice, nor does any plead for truth. They trust in empty words and speak lies. They conceive evil and bring forth iniquity. They hatch viper's eggs, in other words, evil plots, and weave the spider's web, or set traps. He continues in verses 9 and 11, Therefore justice is far from us, nor does righteousness overtake us. We look for justice, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far from us. This sad picture is too real. We see it in our evening news in the United States, Britain, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and elsewhere. Politics is filled with lies, deceptions, and evil plots. Meanwhile, citizens are pawns in the politicians' hands, and justice is neglected. The prophet goes on to describe a society filled with animosity toward God, which substitutes lies for the truth. For our transgressions are multiplied before you, and transgressing and lying against the Lord, and departing from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood, Justice is turned back, and righteousness stands afar off, for truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. So truth fails, and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. And do the following words of Isaiah 5, verse 20, not describe our upside-down moral foundations? Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness who put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. Isaiah described conditions in his day, but prophecy is often dual with a former fulfillment and a latter-day fulfillment. This is true of Isaiah and also of the prophet Jeremiah. Notice how Jeremiah describes our people in Jeremiah 4, verse 22. For my people are foolish, they have not known me. They are silly children, and they have no understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good they have no knowledge. We see a very dangerous world. What happens in one part affects all others. We now have weapons of mass destruction far beyond bows and arrows, swords, rocks, and spears. Our free resource, Armageddon and Beyond, explains where this is leading. Note that this title contains two thoughts. Destruction on the horizon, 
but also that which follows the greatest time of trouble in mankind's history. Yes, there is a time beyond that contains the best news possible. You need to know what is ahead in your future, both the unpleasant news and the good news. There is hope. So order your free copy of Armageddon and Beyond before you forget. You won't be sorry. Call today and I'll be back in 15 seconds with our 10th reason why we know Armageddon is on the horizon. Today's offer is yours absolutely free, no cost, no obligation. Visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. Find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. On today's Tomorrow's World program, I'm giving 10 signs leading to Armageddon. So far, we've looked at nine found in the Bible that show we are living just before the greatest time of trouble the world has ever known. Let's briefly review them. Sign number one, Jerusalem will be a troubled spot in the world. Number two, the Jews will occupy the Holy Land and be at the heart of this trouble. Three, all nations will be gathered together against the divided city of Jerusalem. Four, travel on a scale never before imagined. Five, the greatest knowledge explosion in history. Number six, a population explosion, especially in Asia. Number seven, instantaneous worldwide communications. Number eight, all flesh can be wiped off the face of the earth. And number nine, truth has fallen in the streets. Before giving the tenth sign, it's important to explain what is meant by the term Armageddon, as there's a lot of misunderstanding on this subject. This word comes from the Hebrew Har Megiddo and refers to the hill of Megiddo. This hill, the remains of an ancient city, overlooks the plain of Jezreel. Revelation 16, beginning in verse 13, tells us that at the time of the end, a massive army will be assembled there. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. And they gathered them together to the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. Other scriptures show that these armies will then travel south and fight against the returning Jesus Christ at Jerusalem. The idea that Armageddon is the place of the battle is a misnomer. Instead, it is the assembling location for the armies. The real battle is called, as we read in verse 14, the battle of that great day of God Almighty. However, the term Armageddon has become synonymous in a general sense with this end-time conflict. It's also a word used in motion pictures and books for any calamity that might be associated with the end of civilization as we know it. Now, with that background in mind, Let's look at sign number 10, as it was in the days of Noah. The Bible tells us that the same conditions that were prevalent during the time of Noah, which brought God's judgment on a rebellious world, will prevail upon the world at the end of the age. And just as destruction came upon an unsuspecting populace in Noah's day, so will it happen again. Notice Luke 17, verses 26 and 27. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, 
and the flood came and destroyed them all. So what were the social and moral conditions at that time that brought about such great destruction? You can read the answer in Genesis 6 and verse 5. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Jesus went on to give another societal trend on earth that indicates that the time of God's patience is running out. We read of that in Luke 17, verses 28 to 30. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Again, we learn that a sinful population will be caught off guard as they go about life as normal, eating, drinking, buying, and selling. Two questions have yet to be answered. As we've seen, we are nearing that fateful day, but nearing is not the same as knowing when will Armageddon occur. Disaster will come down upon an unsuspecting world, but not upon everyone. Perhaps the more important question is, can you escape Armageddon? I'll give the answers to these questions, but I want to remind you once more of today's offer, Armageddon and Beyond. You need to know what to expect in the years just ahead, and you need the good news of what is beyond the most troubling time in human history. There is good news. So be sure to call today for your free copy of Armageddon and Beyond. And I'll be back to answer when Armageddon and how can you escape Armageddon. Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Call now. 1-800-236-0531. Call toll-free now or write to us at the address on your screen or visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Then be sure to go to tomorrowsworld.org forward slash digital. Have a digital subscription sent right to your email inbox faster than postal mail. Visit us online now. On today's Tomorrow's World program, I'm giving you 10 signs indicating we are in the time leading to what is often referred to as Armageddon. As we've seen, the majority of mankind will be caught off guard when the curtain of destruction descends upon them, but not everyone. As the Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians, for when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. The prophet Daniel tells us something remarkable about his prophecies. Surprisingly, not even Daniel knew what they meant because they came from God and God's time was not then for them to understand. Daniel 12, beginning in verse eight. Although I heard, I did not understand. Then I said, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. 
Many shall be purified, made white, and refined. But the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Daniel is next given two periods of time that end with the return of Christ. Those numbers are 1290 and 1335. The number 1290 points to a specific event that we would be wise to watch for. And from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. This was an answer to Daniel's question, how long shall the fulfillment of these wonders be? At the beginning of 2019, we aired my Tomorrow's World program titled 2019 in Bible Prophecy. While some ministries were focused on blood moons and other astronomical signs, I boldly stated that Jesus Christ will not return in 2019, or for that matter, in 2020, 2021, or 22. Another year has come and gone, and since what is commonly referred to as Armageddon comes after the abomination of desolation and the cutting off of animal sacrifices, Armageddon cannot come until, at the very least, 2023. But for animal sacrifices to be cut off, they must first begin. And that has not yet happened. In other words, we are still a few years away from that climactic battle at the end of the age. However, that does not mean that we should sit back and take it easy. The horrendous Great Tribulation or Day of the Lord will rage for three and a half years prior to Armageddon. And those relying on a secret rapture to escape will be disappointed. Another of the points I made in the 2019 Bible Prophecy telecast is that the rapture, while popular, is a false hope. The Bible teaches that there is coming a time for the people of God to flee before destruction comes. As Jesus warned, therefore when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. Note the reference to the abomination of desolation, which as we read in Daniel, will take place 1,290 days before the end. Note also that the next two verses show the context is the end of the age. For then there will be great tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. God's protection at the end of this age is a subject that I cannot go into due to lack of time. But if you would like to learn more by discussing this with one of our ministers, let us know by contacting your nearest regional office. Or you can simply tell the agent who takes your call to receive Armageddon and beyond. Just mention you would also like to speak with a minister of the church that sponsors Tomorrow's World. We'll not contact you unless you personally make that request. Don't forget to order your free copy of Armageddon and Beyond, and be sure to come back next week at this same time when Richard Ames, Wallace Smith, and I, along with guest presenter Rod McNair, will continue to share with you the teachings of Jesus Christ, the good news of the coming kingdom of God, and the exciting end-time prophecies and their meaning. See you then. 
To take advantage of today's free offer or view today's program now or anytime, go to tomorrowsworld.org. Find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.